welcome to Be Truly Heard with me, coach and voice expert Anne Leatherland. If you're a woman in business looking to speak with authority, warmth and authenticity, this is the podcast for you. We'll explore valuable personal growth strategies alongside vocal skills so you can overcome confidence barriers and communicate what's inside. Your voice matters. It's time to be truly heard. Hello and welcome back to the Be Truly Heard podcast. I'm your host, Anne Leatherland. Now, I gave you a hint last time about the topic for this episode. It can't be created or destroyed. What is it? Energy. We humans are energetic beings. Everything we do involves energy of one form or another. So we'll be looking at why and how an awareness of our own energy and that around us is key to speaking authentically and communicating effectively. First of all, then, what is energy? Well, I've just said it's neither created nor destroyed. It's a bit of a mystery, really, in that sense. All we know is that it can be converted from one form into another. So just to give you some examples, we in our bodies can produce electrical, magnetic, heat, movement energy, and of course, sound energy. Energy from your food is released by your body cells and converted into movement and heat. That movement energy from your breath and vocal folds is converted into sound energy. The electrical and chemical energy in your brain controls all of this and so on. Let's have a little experiment. I want you to think of times when you've been aware of energy in a room. Now that can be a physical understanding of the energy. So for instance, if it feels warm or cold in the room, or we could look at that on a more intuitive level. We're very good at picking up energy from other people. Have you ever picked up an undercurrent of energy from the people in a room? Or you felt that it's a friendly group of people and they're on your side? Or perhaps you felt the opposite way, that they're not rooting for you at all? So the question is, what do we decide from the energy that we pick up? I'm just going to link back here to one of the previous podcasts when I talked about the voice in the head, the inner critic. Because here's the thing, we can be intuitive about energy and we can pick up something. But if the voice in the head gets in the way and says, ah, yes, but we can interpret that energy wrongly and in a way that really won't help us. Let's think now about the energy from your body, your mind And your inner self, the person that you are, the thing that gives you the motivation and the intent to do things. This is an awareness exercise, really. So I'd like you to just be calm for a moment. If you can, obviously, if you're driving, don't do this. If you're walking around listening to the podcast, you'll be okay. Close your eyes if it's safe to do so. Or if you don't want to, that's fine. But just close your eyes and... Be aware of any energy that you're picking up from around you. And be aware of any energy that you're picking up from around you. Now, this can be any kind of energy. It can be heat. It can be cold. 
It can be sound, things that you're hearing. What's going on around you? We zone these things out, don't we? Just be aware of those things that are actually going on. Use your senses to detect them. What about your mind energy? What's that like? Is your mind racing? Is it focused? Is all of this just going over your head as you walk the dog? What's going on? Think about that energy. Are you getting thoughts in your mind which just pop up and are nothing to do with what you want to be doing or where you want to be going? All thoughts have energy. And is there anything coming from you, from yourself, that's saying, yes, I really like this idea, or no, I'm not so sure about this idea of energy, or I've got too much to do today. What's what's coming from the inner self today? Where do you want to be? What do you want to be doing? Okay, I've done that very quickly. I do a much longer version of this when I'm running my programs, but it's worth just taking stock and looking and listening noticing the different forms of energy that are around us. Of course, light is an energy as well, which is why I said looking. What's the light like today? Is it bright? Is it darker? Does that affect how you feel? Does that affect your thoughts? Does that affect the way that you speak and the way that you communicate? We're very sensitive to all of these different energies. So why then is this energy important? Well, obviously, we give out an energy, not just the obvious things of heat and, you know, when we're in an MRI machine, a magnetic field or whatever, but an energy that people can pick up on. Are we high or low energy people? So, for instance, do you bound into a room full of energy and full of the joys of spring and meet people in a very confident way? Or... Are you a bit lower energy and a bit calmer? That's not necessarily a bad thing. Or are you a bit stand back in your energy? Are you, are you quite low in that sense? Or does it depend? Just have a think. What's your typical energy on a day-to-day -day basis? And how do others respond to that? So if you're having problems being understood and getting your message across in meetings, and getting people on board, could it be that your energy is either too much for them or too low for them? It's not communicating what you want to say. It's not communicating you, in other words, yourself isn't coming through that. And then there's energy from others. Does it affect the way we think and feel about ourselves? I was just talking about a situation where, you know, if we listen to that voice in the head, that inner critic, the energy that we pick up can be interpreted in a way that's not helpful. We start telling ourselves stories sometimes. So we may look around a room and because nobody is smiling, think to ourselves, oh gosh, it must be me. I'm not speaking very well. They're not very pleased to see me or whatever. The nearest I can get to this example is if you're doing auditions or if you've ever done an examination where you have to have a viva voce, you have to speak to people. They're usually very po-faced. You might get the odd smiley one and it's easy to start believing and thinking and listening to that 
unhelpful inner critic, that voice in the head, and thinking that you're not up to the job. So sometimes just because people don't give you the facial response immediately, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're not interested in what you have to say. It's understanding that energy in its entirety. And then how we respond to it is so important. You'll know that people who are performing always have a warm-up act. And that's to get the audience on side before they actually go on. Why? Well, the audience have come to see them. The audience do like them. But sometimes people need a bit of coaxing to get their energy into a place that you can work with. We need to be able to gauge it and respond to it appropriately, confidently and calmly and give them chance to warm up to what we're saying. So listen, listen very carefully if somebody's speaking to you. Show interest. Ask them questions about themselves. In a meeting, give people space to speak. If you're interrupted, deal with it calmly but confidently. Also listen to yourself. Yourself really ought to be saying, I've got useful things to say. I've got valuable things to say. I am worth listening to. Listening is a two-way thing. Let's have a think now about the physical body again, just connecting back to our podcast on finding your voice and the basics of vocal skills we said that your body and intent are really important. We looked at breath and finding a bit of energetic connection with a Z sound, just to get your voice working nice and clearly and efficiently. I'm going to think as well now today about alignment. Don't let your posture be slumped. Keep yourself flexible and buoyant and moving and aligned so that you are feeling tall. I'm not going to say standing tall because that makes you sound as if you need to hold a posture. And it's not that. Alignment is about being movable, about being flexible. You can try this out if you like, but if you just count one to five to yourself, one, two, three, four, five out loud, obviously, I should have said, and then slump and do the same thing. One, two, three, four, five. I'm doing it myself and you can hear the difference in my voice. Now let's come up back to normal and I'm keeping that nice alignment and I sound much better and it makes me feel better as well, actually. Taking deep breaths and finding the calmness of that will give you a sense of well-being. It will calm your nervous system, a calming energy, if you like. When you're speaking in different situations, it's really important to energy match what's going on. This is really vital for rapport. So, for instance, if you have a fairly serious audience, you need to speak to them fairly seriously and gradually warm them up so that they feel a bit more able to go along with an anecdote or a joke or something that you happen to put in for interest. Of course, not all presentations make themselves open for that, but I think you know what I mean. On the other hand, if you have a noisy audience who won't calm down, you need to match them and then bring them down 
into a calm state so that they can really listen to what you're saying and you can be truly heard. Room size is important. We have body language, energy and movement to think about, as well as projection or possible use of a microphone. On the phone, you don't get all of the information. Only some of the vocal signal is being broadcast to your ears. And by the way, did you know that on a mobile, your own voice is not usually fed back to you as it is on a landline? And this is why we see so many people walking around shouting down their mobiles. Be aware of that because nobody wants to be shouted at on the other end of the line. Listen to what's not there when you're speaking on the phone. People could be doing anything, couldn't they, while they were chatting to you on the phone, but you can usually hear whether there's focus or not. You can hear what they're not saying if you're very, very good at it and you zone in. There is an energy there of that person on the end of the phone. So I hope I've made you think a bit in this episode and also begin to be a bit more aware of the different kinds of energy you interact with every day. I'd like to challenge you this week to be more aware of your mind, body and voice energy when going through your day and how they affect your confidence and communication. Keep a note of any insights and let us know how you get on. Just send us a note to info at anleatherland.co.uk. Info at anleatherland.co.uk. That's all for this episode, but next time we'll be looking at being understood. There's so much that plays into this and sometimes just small changes can give dramatic results. So don't miss it. Join me next time. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of Be Truly Heard. Please look out for future episodes and do subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow me on LinkedIn and Leatherland or learn more at anleatherland.co.uk. If you have questions and comments about speaking with confidence, I'd love to hear from you and will respond in future episodes. Be Truly Heard is brought to you by Vocal Intuition and produced by The Podcast Boutique. I'm your host, Anne Leatherland. Bye for now.